Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, welcome along to the show. Dan, Michael, Moscow, weekly update where we break things down. Like the young hip folk. Who is it brought to you in association with this show, Michael? Go on, surprise them, surprise them. Solicitors. Mm-hmm. Get in the name, um, Levi's. Yes, what do they do? Uh, Will's Probate Conveyancing and then Business Services too and Personal Services, Dispute Resolutions, all sorts of them. What's the favourite dispute you've um, been involved in? You've been involved like with a with a neighbourly dispute over a fence or a tree line or my my whiz air dispute. Oh, that right. was good. I got I did small claims court on that. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my probably my favourite dispute. Yeah. What was that about? They didn't pay me some compensation I should have had for some flights. That's exciting, isn't it? Mm, it was. It was. Yeah. But hopefully you can avoid going down the small claims route by using dispute resolution services with Levi's solicitors. They probably want to deal with something a bit bigger than me bitching about flights, to be honest. Probably. But if, you, if you're moving house, need to move a will. Buying a house as well, get your will sorted out. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. 10% discount on your legal fees. Into it then, shall we? We're all feeling very happy. N- nice things are happening at Leeds United. The return of Stuart Dallas. I was going to say, which part of Willie Nonto being injured do you like For the most? One. Well, he can go away and think about what he's done, can't he? Willie Nonto. New jobs. We're putting together a new scouting operation. We can cover off that if you like. We're getting a new badge. Did you see that? That was exciting as part of the scouting operation. 21s, playing in Europe. There's loads of stuff to go. Where do you want to start? Should we start on a positive with Stuart Dallas being fit-ish? Fit enough to run around on a football pitch with other people. He's probably fitter than any of us. Well, yeah. At this point, even with, and he probably always was. Yes, I saw, there was footage of him just knocking around Thorpe Arch mid-injury, wasn't there, when there were like kids coming in and stuff to... To have a, a day at Thorpe Arch, and he looked in he looked in better shape than all of us then. So, you know, well done, and well done, Stewie. And he's you know pioneering pioneering medical science as well. Because Rob Price um, spoke to the official podcast, didn't he? And went into details about some of the things that have been happening at the club. I don't think anyone has dealt with the injury Stu had before. Anyone in the history of humankind there you go. has dealt with that. So it's a unique injury. But I mean, I am making light of it, but it was bloody horrific, wasn't it? Like proper like knackered his whole well whole leg knee joint. I sort of always expected him to come back just because it's Dallas. I feel like other people might have just gone, ah, do you know what? It's a long road back, is this? I'm kind of knocking on. I've got a contract. Just pay up my contract and I'll just, that'll do. Yeah. Kind of, I'm through with this. I'm, I'm glad he's back. And he's he's always been around the team, hasn't he, as well? That's the other thing. He's, he never has seemed, in some ways, some days I think injured players can 
not be part of the squad, but I feel like Dallas has always been there one yeah. way or another. The squad dads, as our mm. Rob has termed them. He's uh, recovery because it was a, quite a lot of um, shattering going on with his thigh bone, wasn't it? Which is which reminds me of Bobby Collins, the 1960s, who in our first ever competitive European match in Torino had his thigh broken by a Torino player who then claimed it was an accident. I mean, I don't know about you, Moscow, but I'm always under the impression that it takes quite a lot to break a thigh. Yeah, he sort of claimed, he was like, oh, I slipped. And um, yeah, the Leeds players on the pitch were not really convinced by that. But one of the things that helped Bobby Collins get back was that because it was in Italy, they moved him to a hospital in the Alps that specialised with skiing injuries and they put a big metal rod into his thigh bone to kind of bring it all back together before sending him back to Yorkshire and he played again um, not many more games for Leeds he was already I don't know how much he contributed he was already well into his 30s in a, a period of time when you basically hit 30 and everyone was like you're retiring then I was going to say that he's a, he's a post-war Scottish 30 as well which is, <laughs> which is the modern equivalent of like mid-50s yes uh, but he, he <laughs> played a few more uh, games in Division 1 for Leeds and I think he went to I can't remember which other clubs maybe Burnley um, we carried on for a while, but yeah, he came back and so Inferi- kind of a, inferior franchises. Um, there was a precedent there if Stuart Dallas wanted some inspo, uh, you can put your thigh back together and keep playing football. But he will get a hero's welcome when he returns to the pitch, and I for one, I'm looking forward to that. It'll be a it'll be a lovely day because um, I miss Stuart Dallas. Was it you who said he makes you feel safe, or was that someone else? Was it Joel Piro? I think I think he's got a unique feeling, mm, very much so. Um, Willie Nonto though. Injured, as you mentioned before, because we saw there was a little glimpse of him on the pitch after the Watford game, and he appeared to have one of those fancy boots on, didn't he? And I don't mean the kind that, like a predator boot. I mean like a, a hospital boot, mm, hospital boot, and some some grown ups clothes that were absolutely absolutely drowning him, weren't they? But um, yeah, he's. But well, it doesn't sound as bad as maybe we thought, because it sounds bad. He said Farker said it was his ligament, then he said he needs surgery, and then he said he. Had a, be out until the international break, well, which, isn't, which isn't very far away. The opening four words were, he's done his ligament, which you think, oh God, that sounds bad, as he ripped it, torn it, whatever, shredded it. What do you do to ligaments? Uh, but me, I don't do much of them. Rupture them. Yeah. You can rupture your ligaments. Little, a little surgery though, which doesn't sound that, that bad, does it? Not as bad as what Stu had. There's a little bone that has to be cleaned, apparently. Yes, do you, do you, have, do you not... have a little bone that needs to I be cleaned? They, I think they take it out. And rinse it under a tap, mm-hmm. slide it back in. Yeah, I mean, the, the critical part of the quote is he needs a little surgery, but not because of the ligament, which is where it gets confusing. But yeah, because there's so little bone that has to be cleaned. Does he just mean that there is also like there's the ligament is done, but meanwhile there is a, instead of so little bone, there is a little bone that needs to be cleaned. So maybe it's toe bone. I don't know. You were mentioning that. Just pop it out, rinse it under the tap, pop it back in again. Could save yourself a bit of work. Is it dishwasher safe? Willie Nonto's bones? Yeah. Um, I probably wouldn't risk it. Right. Maybe put it through on a cold setting. Put it through on the glasses setting. Yeah. Like the, not the long, intense one. Yeah. The, de- the delicate thing. As long as it's a small bone, it should be all right. So, But if it was like his hip, mm. that's you're going to need quite a, like an industrial dishwasher if you're going to have to get like his... Uh, it's going a bit serial killer, is this? I'm thinking picturing like someone's pelvis in the in well, the bottom rack of a dishwasher. I was, I was trying to tee you up to sell the bloody mug, but dishwasher safe. Oh, I see. Yeah, buy a... These are back in stock. Unbelievable hard mugs. Next time you're cleaning human bones, you can put a <laughs> put a mug in there with them. 
Yeah, don't. Um, oh, it's disgusting. It's got my DNA in it. Is yeah, that mug? I'll send, we'll, we'll send you a new one rather than that one. Yeah, don't. We can't can guarantee that they are made out of. It's just mug stuff, isn't it? They're not made yeah. of human bones. <laughs> well, reconstituted bone china. Is that why it was called bone china? I don't know, but that's certainly a phrase, isn't it? Mm. So, but not something that our mugs, yes, guaranteed. Any DNA uh, inherent in our Farka mugs is either because we've accidentally sent you one that Dan has drunk out of, or Michael has uh, shredded his fingers putting the mug boxes together. Mm. Yeah, very sharp, those boxes. Yeah. No, one know, no one knows the pain. We do do this stuff ourselves. I think people don't always realise that when you, you place an order, what happens next is that Michael's little fingers... We don't, yeah, we don't have a team of elves at the North Pole, do we? No, no. They start the, so all those mug boxes <laughs> have been... I mean, not manufactured because obviously we buy the cardboard, but you you turn them into a box. I do. Do you want to do one? What's going on? That's not a, that's not a mug box. It's a standard box. You don't even know. I don't even know where the mug boxes are. Doesn't know his boxes, does he? A box is a box, isn't it? Show people your box, mate. So this is only for only really for YouTube. That <laughs> I was going to say YouTube unboxing videos are very very popular. Well, these, so these are the uh, if you maybe if you bought like two mugs and a t-shirt, you'd be getting you'd be getting your uh, your, your, your your products in one of these. So look how he folds that. Yeah. Yep. Right, Do you want to get you the tape gun? Got, got, some, got two tape guns, haven't we? Yeah, we have. We've got a front, there's one for brown parcel tape, one for fragile tape. Wow. I mean, that's a, that's a shoddy job. You've got to finish it. Have <laughs> you got any tape? Do you do that? We'll, you talk, need... we'll talk about Willie Nonto's ankles again. Well, I think we've done, I mean, the fact that we've ended up doing live box folding says, I think we've, Got all we can out of Willie's hand. He still needs. I mean, he needs to be back quick, doesn't he? Because he's still got twenty six goals to score. Yeah, and he will. It's so. quite intrusive, isn't it? That noise. Yeah, it really is quite distracting. Yeah. There. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, well, Moscow. I do well, a few done. boxes as well from time to time. It's not only. Uh, well, yeah, if Michael, um, we all pitch. he gets me to when he when you order a signed book from the shop as well, he gets me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> he says he can't be bothered. <laughs> You'd actually be able to tell I've I've very childish handwriting. Yeah, I'm not doing that. It's beneath me. That's what he said. <laughs> I was just going to do a really, really tenuous link from, well, if Willie Nonto doesn't come back, then maybe we could just recruit somebody from France and Scandinavia to replace him because we've got new scouts. Who, who'd find in. them? Uh, a scout. Take the box off your head, please. Okay. Good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a load of, load of job adverts appeared on the website uh, for European scout, France and Scandinavia. I see you've just quickly edited it on the sheet because it said scuts before. <laughs> it did like, say scuts. Yeah, we're recru- <laughs> recruiting for scutters. Uh, what is a scutter? I'm sure it's a it's a derogatory word yeah. for somebody who's a bit it's, sexually. Um, it's your mum, that is. Germany, Holland, and Belgium, and head of recruitment, which is a uh, an open vacancy. You thought about applying for that? Um, I can give other people a chance, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The biggest talking point that came out of this was somehow this new bastardized Leeds badge appeared on the the form or the the, the website point. It's like an, an office form, isn't it? And anyway, somebody used a graphic of a badge that's clearly been knocked together by somebody in Photoshop. Not just someone, Jesus has done it, actually. So Our Lord and Saviour. Have a bit more respect. Jesus Gamez Flores. Yeah, when you when you kind of reverse image search it, it goes back to a rebrand design that someone did when we got promoted under right. Bielsa. Okay. So somebody's, somebody's personal project, basically, isn't it? Yeah. Just, if you go on their website, they're on Behance, they're a graphic designer, to show off their skills. They've done a bit of St. Louis SC rebranding, they've done uh, Hamburger SV, Chicago Fire, they're just doing, like, if I got this job, or if somebody gave me this, my I, job, I, I would quite, do it this way. I quite like a lot of his other stuff. I'm not a fan of this Leeds badge, but some of the other stuff, I don't I don't mind at all. Well, he's fallen into that trap of putting, so the badge is essentially, it's the current 
shield, so the stripes are there, with a rose in it, with a smiley badge inside of it, then with FC below it, and it says Leeds United above it, even though the smiley badge also says Leeds United, L-U, L-U, and then... So there's just too much going on. It's way, way, way It's the classic busy. thing, isn't it, of the MOT, yeah. ALAW, 1919, a, Legion. It needs a peacock shouting at an owl, doesn't it, with a, a sheep being hung in the background. Um, it's got all that sort of stuff going on. So it's, I don't think he's done a very good job. But how it's ended up... Well, I was going to say that's the bigger question, isn't it? Which well, I think is fun. Well, the answer is probably that whoever has been tasked with putting together the application form for technical scouts has gone on Google Images, haven't they? And gone, leads badge. So, I, I wonder if somebody said, oh, make sure you use like the most up-to-date version of the badge. And like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then somehow found a... So it's been mocked up how it would look if it had been put on the East Stand by Jesus has done that as part of his project. And somehow they've gone, oh, well, there's a picture. Even though I get the feeling they're probably sitting in that building. Mm. Whoever put this form together, if you are there supervisor just take them outside the east stand reception just go downstairs get the lift if necessary go out through the turnstile that they have for the office bit just stand outside and show them what the east stand actually looks like and point out this isn't there it's different and also the bricks don't look all fucked up like they do on the photoshop version (laughs) if the bricks look like that i would say you need to want to have a look at that pretty rapidly because you've got real bad substance issues there. The whole load looks like it's about to <laughs> it's about to fall onto uh, onto low fields. Yeah, I mean, if you do a, like a, a Google image search, I've just looked for Leeds badge on entrance. You only have to scroll a few pictures down when you get past all the agency photos that have got the watermarks on before you hit people's Behance um, yeah. profiles. And Behance, if you're not aware of what it is, it's where you basically you knock stuff up in Photoshop, put it on Behance. It's almost like an online art gallery, isn't it? You show yeah, people portfo- you, you work. Portfolio, portfolio. That's the word. So. I suspect yeah. that's that's probably happened. Which does raise the question of why Leeds United, a uh, recently Premier League football club, does not have just all its assets in a folder somewhere that employees can use for projects like this, but instead they seem from this to be just going on Google Images. That's how they're doing, oh, oh we need a picture of Luke Ayling for the website. Let's go on Google, <laughs> find a picture of Luke Ayling and hope hope it is actually him. Well, maybe that's the next vacancy to be listed. Some sort of central... Image yeah. searcher. The Picture major saucer. Person who knows what they're doing. <laughs> that would be uh, I think that's what useful. they're looking for in terms of scouts as well. <laughs> yeah, so there is actually, I mean... I mean, I mean, most jobs, that's what you're after. There are mm. some real yeah. jobs up for grabs here, aren't they? Yeah. If anybody wants to. I'm glad to. we're getting some. Because I think, mm. it was, was it just Victor's spreadsheets before? Mind you, we did have a manager before who didn't necessarily tick the box of knows what they're doing last season, mm. so, you know. It would feel like just a general welcome improvement. And they're going for the whole lot. So, and it all fits in with what Angus Kinnear was telling you about not having everything just reliant on one person anymore and building out the the structure. So the vacancies, it's not just scouts as a head of recruitment. There is a, a UK scouting lead and a UK scout, a technical scout. Somebody's not really a scout, but technically yeah. are. They're qualified, but they, they've never actually done it. Moscow, I'm surprised you, you're not flying into a furious rage, which we know you're definitely kind of um, prone to. Uh, have you noticed the European scout vacancy yeah. there? The, they've you left missed off Luxembourg. Yeah. So yeah. It's Germany, Germany, Holland and Belgium. What about the rest of the Benelux nations? Yeah, it should be. Well, Germany obviously is not a Benelux nation. No, it, but it should have been be, Germany and Benelux. Well, no, they should be separating out. Because there's European scout, France and Scandinavia should be France, Germany, and Scandinavia, and then European scout Benelux would mm-hmm. be a lot tidier instead of just made a mess. But we've seen 
we've seen the quality of the application form, haven't we? So what are we doing? What are they looking for? Looking at this, there's also an advert for a match day well-being support officer, and one of the duties was um, staying in your allotted position, which I thought was quite a um, interesting one. Like, like the downward dog. <laughs> yeah, it's just basically sit where you're told to was the thing. What have we got here? For, so if we want to be uh, a Benelux scout, I should be behavioural attributes, positivity and objectiveness. Mm-hmm. He's good, and that's not my opinion. He's objectively good. So that would be a positive way to to do it. Enjoys facing challenges. Open-minded. Observation skills. Yes, so the technical skills and experience. Observation skills. That's good. <laughs> watching stuff. Watching, yeah. Watching footballers, primarily. Yes. Um, understanding. Ah, in fact, this is good. Michael could, uh, it may be time for you to get your application in. Understanding and in-depth knowledge of football techniques and skills in shooting manipulating, passing, and controlling the ball. Mm. Some of those you you can do. What's your understanding of controlling the ball then? Um, do it? Yes, but it's better <laughs> to find, if you're scouting, look for people who are good at it rather than mm. people who are bad at it. Yeah. Yeah. What, you know, how does that extend into something more complicated like shooting? Daniel Farker, for example. Uh-huh. Someone who can control the ball. Yeah. That's but, probably what I'd, When it I'd comes do. to shooting, what you're looking for? Someone who, who can kick it hard yeah. and goalward. Mm-hmm. Like as well, one of the main responsibilities is to to promote a professional image of the club at all times. Uh, Victor, <laughs> um, so yeah, we're maybe moving things forward. Can I segue again seamlessly into talking about playing in Europe and things like that? The under twenty ones playing Nice at Ellen Road. Mm. That's exciting, isn't it? It is. I mean, it'd be more exciting if it was in in France, which you know Leeds Leeds is fine. Would it be? A bit nicer, if that's where it was. Mm. Hey, hey. I like the um, I like this competition, just for how retro it makes me feel about Europe. Seeing Nottingham Forest play PSV and Chelsea playing Lyon, I feel that's that's got UEFA Cup 1998 written all over it as that one. Mm. And Blackburn in there as well, playing Hertha Berlin. These, these all feel like they should be good ties. Mm. I know you. I know you. There's a qualification process for Europe, but I think it'd be more fun if you were just allowed to play in it every now and then. Well, that was the old Intercity's Fair Cups. Fairs Cup was mm. invitational and was kind of based on whether you, in your city, you had a... An exhibition, um, wasn't it? Yeah, an, in, like a fair. An, an industrial fair. That seems perfectly reasonable. An expo. Yeah. So if you held an expo... So Harrogate were, Town are in. And it's why uh, originally you could only have one team per city. So I think in the very early days they changed the names of the team. So West Ham, for example were in the very early years but had to play as like London as London because they were representing London and it was supposed to be cities it wasn't it was before UEFA took it over because that's when we won when we were the Intercities first champions twice it wasn't a UEFA competition it was kind of like just its own thing I think uh, Luis Sinistera thinks he plays for Nice <laughs> what with the shirts because of the shirts well they were the other club that was in for him and yeah they're both wearing red and black stripes both Coastal. Um, I mean, both, Bournemouth is practically France anyway, isn't it? Yeah, so I think um, Nice probably withdrew their interest mm-hmm. and Sinister had been like, that's the only place I'm going to go to. So Leeds and Bournemouth, to get rid of him, hatched a little plan to send a lot of French people working on behalf of Bournemouth to get him to sign for them. And so when Angus Kinnear was saying Louis Sinister was on the verge of taking legal action, I suspect it was because he woke up one morning in a retirement village 
on the south south coast of England and suddenly realised this isn't nice. (laughs) It's not even nice. It's Bournemouth. And so he's like, right, I'm going to sue. Everybody's going to uh, prison. I I need to say, I think this is definitely what happened. Yeah. And so that's why he's not really... Tyler Adams finally played for the English niece. He did. Did you see who he came on for? Lewis Lewis Cook. Cook. (sighs) Yeah. Hope Lewis Cook has just fucking decked him. (laughs) First day in uh, training, just kicked him in the nuts or something. I mean, he's, he's, in fairness to Sinisteria here, he has spoken passionately about joining Bournemouth and how he's got great respect for the club, where he did that interview where he basically said they were in the Premier League and I didn't have any other Premier League offers. So yeah, yeah. them was, was as much as he said. And Jackie Harrison also returned to the pitch against for Everton against the villains in the Carabao Cup. In their sweaty kits. Yes. Well, obviously Jack Harrison's because it's Hummel making the, mm. the Everton one, so he will have looked as clean um, as the day he was signed. Did you call him Jackie, by the way? Yeah. I think we, we need to knock that on the head until mm. he comes back. He's still ours. Mm. But nice to see him playing anyway. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I want him to go there. I want, like Obviously, Sinistero, we need his, his biscuit legs to, to give way. I mean, that's a matter of time. Yeah, um, that's going to happen anyway, so it's not us wishing ill on someone. Jackie, I just want him to not have a nice time. I don't want him to get injured. Just have a have a bad time, like a bad mm. like you've gone on holiday. Have a bad holiday. Mm. I think he'll make the best of it. Though. That's the thing is, what about by getting relegated? Yeah, and he'll probably still just look at it as a as a learning experience. Well, and okay. it's all about like I mean the the test for him. I think the reason he went to because there's a bit of mystery about why he went to Everton and all that stuff. And then I remembered the interviews he was given last season, where it's like I'm still targeting the World Cup 2026 with England. Right. I think that's his personal kind of ambition. So it's like, why didn't he, why didn't he stay in the championship and fight to get Leeds up? And it's like, because well, he needs to be playing in the Premier League for whoever to try and impress Gareth Southgate to try and get into the uh, England squad and play at the World Cup. And we can all dream, can't we? Mm-hmm. And I can't begrudge Jackie a dream. I can. If he's not playing for us, there's kind of a bit of me thinks bollocks to them all. Yeah, I do. I feel, like, I feel I do like bit, Jackie. I feel more warm towards him than the rest of them because obviously he's got he's got the he's put the years in. Yeah, the much fabled credit in the bank that we speak about. And often. many of them yeah. were good years. Yeah, and he played a, a solid part in keeping us up as well in that in that year, which was a bad year, but one in which he had no blame. Mm. But yeah, when you've gone, you've gone. That's kind of where I'm. And I know he's going to come back, and I might love him again, but until that point, I hope. I just hope you're not happy. I don't want you to be miserable. Just don't be happy. That's all I ask. Mark Jackson, big League United Another link up here. Leeds turncoat. Big, uh, big link Left up Left us for Scunthorpe. It's barely a club anymore. Mm. And left us coaching-wise for, for, for MK Dons. That wasn't I club. was supposed to be pleased that he's now going to be working on Central Coast Mariners as a some sort of fisherman. <laughs> he's working <laughs> with Mariners, isn't it? Working, yeah, with, working with Andres, isn't he? Yeah, I don't know what you want me to say about these two turncoat bastards, but I hope they have a nice time in... In Australia, yeah. living living it up. Well, this is the ex-Leeds news anyway. Constant barbecues. That sounds like Calvin's life as well. He's not having a great time at Man City. Is he? he played against Newcastle. They went out of that cup. Well, they might get a bit of um, game time towards the, uh, well, towards the end of the season. I was going to, I meant in the next few weeks because Rodri's suspension, but he's having a baby. Yeah, it was good of uh, Pep Guardiola to tell everyone that. <laughs> he, sort of, he appeared to have broken the news before. Calvin. Yeah, there's not any... Um, I've consulted with people who monitor Instagram 
with more detail. I mean, this seems to have been news to everybody that Pep just dropped it in, as to, said why in his press conference before the Newcastle game, he was asked about Calvin deciding to stay and he said, yeah, the club asked him in the summer because he's not had many minutes and he said he, he wanted to stay, He's wants to fight for his place in the team, he will soon be a father and he's a lovely person and we're happy to have him here. And I, think, I don't know if, if Calvin's mum, what, what? straight on the blower, um, hopefully she already knew about this and Ashley's mother as well. But um, yeah, kind of the fact that it had not been announced on Instagram, certainly in particular, makes me wonder if there was some kind of more planned reveal in the making that Pep has ruined. So I think for that, regardless of when Rodri comes back from his suspension, Guardiola now owes him like a 20-game run in the team. I'm going to make a prediction. You heard it here first. We go up this season. He ends up back here on loan next year. That's my prediction. Well, it does seem he was offered other places and he don't want to move house, does he? I mean, he's... <laughs> seems to be the, seems to be reading between the lines of yeah. what of what Guardiola said. He's like, we were kind of trying to move him on, but maybe the interest was from, I don't know, I'm completely making this up, but if like West Ham wanted him, he might have just gone, nah, going to stay here. Not fancy London. Uh, Not for me. Because when you saw the, the full interview of him talking about how he ended up speaking to Bielsa last season, it's because he said he played so badly against Leicester that he went home and cried and then texted Bielsa in tears saying like, I really need to talk to you. So I think he's, you know, he's taken on a, the money aside, but he'd make money at any club he, he went to. But he is trying to get into the best team in the world, possibly one of the best teams that there has ever been in the world, into the most important position, which is currently occupied by probably one of the best players best in, in the world, world. Yeah. working for the most demanding manager in the world and is finding it really difficult, which is not surprising. But also, you know, he could have easily just gone, nah, well, that looks quite difficult, that. It's a bit so, like Michael's time at ITV, isn't it? Really trying to be the best that you could, really knuckling down, no, doing was, that work. Day I was in, behind day a lot of good people. Yeah. Yeah, that was the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just not giving the opportunity. been given Many the opportunity. Many thousands of people. Yeah, it's a big, big old company, that. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a long way down. Weighed, I was un- under a lot of weight. Yeah. Of all those people above me, to be honest. Marcelo gave Since Calvin... also have been Calvin's problem last season, if you yeah. listen to Pep. Well, well yes. Marcelo gave Calvin the best Calvin in his career. I'd love to have done with Calvin what Marcelo has done to him. It is what it is. Wow. There's a ringing endorsement. Does that remind you of like your... Uh... Your exit interview. It is what it is. I didn't have an exit interview. It's like I'm not turning up for that. <laughs> they were just like, just get out. <laughs> leave, leave you past your security. We've heard, we've heard what you have to say before. We've heard enough, quite frankly. <laughs> just get the fuck out. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, roll up, roll up. The TSB jury is assembled. The courtroom is in session. There have been objections to Objection. it. Objection. Go on. To this. There have been objections to this. I did see one person describe this, this legal stuff as, and I use air quotes here, filler, which I... <laughs> which I dispute alright fine court is in session to award a hero and villain of the week we'll start off with the villain of the week award remember this opera this court has a jurisdiction of whoever shouts the loudest sort of thing shut up there you go I have won congratulations there we go Feature, are we done now features over thank you for watching and listening. Um, so the Ken Bates villain of the week award needs to be awarded by the court we are the assembled jury judges lords ladies gentlemen whatever we might be we can also assign petty grievances and cheap shots um, does somebody want to step up to the legal hockey and tell us who should be the Ken Bates villain of the week for this week Michael or Moscow who's going first oh, I haven't put my robes on I've just realised because we're moving offices soon so they're in a the box <laughs> what an absolute shambles um, I've got my gavel though don't forget Sorry, this is my, my filler gavel. If I need to bang my gavel, I'll bang it. Probably okay. won't. I mean, you've never needed to bang it. Well, you just there. Uh, you did. You didn't need that to bang it. That was a tap. It wasn't a bang. It was a tap. Okay. Go on. Who's going first? I think it should be Jeremy Simpson. Yeah. Well, you're wrong. Because he's a It bastard. shouldn't be. Because he's a bastard referee. No, he's lovely. Give us some witness statements then. Tell us why Jeremy... And who is Jeremy Simpson? should say, by the way, thanks to Levi Slisters for uh, steering us in the legal direction. This is no way filler. <laughs> I don't think though, if they want to be associated with this. This courtroom shambles. Ten mm. percent uh, discount on your legal fees and so on and so forth. Leave yeah, us sisters.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Considerably better representation than this. They don't just turn up and shout. What are you repping then? Um Simpson. I think Simpson deserves it for the the um the general performance he put in against Watford. I mean, in some ways, a really good refereeing performance, I suppose, would have taken away from that win. Because as it is, it felt it felt like we won three nil just in spite of him. Yeah. Like he, he tried his very best. But in the end, there was there was nothing he could do. But yeah, he's, he's probably the most nominated, I would say. Vincent Barker, not not me. Vincent has said that he thinks he frequents the same zoological conferences as Keith Stroud. Right. Keith Stroud, though, not. Um, they're not conferences. They're late night barn entries. <laughs> just sneaks in. Yeah. Just sneaks in. Unannounced. Matt describes him as the, has the look of a man who slaps his own ass during sex. <laughs> That's superb. There was actually someone who um, who nominated themselves for giving them him a ten, a beef he was called. He he gave him a ten on ten on the player scores by accident because he just all drops into a Google spreadsheet of the player rated. So I we should say this in. is our, our TSB Plus members. We ask them on the daily email to to rate the performances out of ten, don't we, for each game, so yep. we can compile it and award player of the year. Over but the beef, season. don't worry, I have gone in and rectified your score. So, right. So I've given him a I've given him a one instead because he deserves nothing more, frankly. Um, and Alice also thinks, how could anyone possibly think Liam, kicking Liam Cooper's lovely face is anything but a lifetime ban from football? Yeah. Do you think Liam Cooper's got a lovely face? 
Um, no. Do you think his mother thinks it's lovely? Yes. It looks. Okay. He just looks lived in. That's all. Yeah. Experienced. He probably probably better now than he did when he turned up at Leeds. Mm-hmm. In terms of, like, he always had quite an old man's face, and now he's kind of grown into it. Mm-hmm. Was he? If you look the, back um... at photos of him when he was at Hull or at Chesterfield, he's basically waiting to look the way he looks now. <laughs> So he's kind of growing into his features. Yeah, it's that. worked out very well for him. Mm-hmm. I think one of the Christmas quizzes I did last year, the year before, I, I, I used a program to put faces onto crying children with Santa. I think I was like, I, was it like Face App or something? I seem like to remember yeah, yeah. the Leeds United, um, the Liam Cooper one. Sorry, was just terrifying because it was a little because it was a little old man face on a on a baby. Uh, so it's a it's a nice enough face. Is what I'll say about Liam Cooper's. Um, okay, we've heard your testimony to the court, Moscow. My lord, my fellow lord, who are you going for? Well, it's the guy who was doing the kicking, Mileta Rajovic. That guy, I don't, I don't even want to say <laughs> his name. Uh, Brian, no, it's not because you can't, is it? Brian had it right. Rat bastard <laughs> um, should have been sent off, which is correct. He started as he meant to go on, uh, clattering Pascal Strout <laughs> in the first few minutes. Um, Can you just finish off what Brian's put there as well, or I'll do it. It says, should have been sent off a dangerous play. Take your dinner on the back porch. I don't know why that's really tickled me, that. Good witness um, statement, Brian. Thank you. Yes, and uh, Jelly pointed out that his, uh, it was probably a frustration from his usual daily activities of painting potatoes and staring blankly out of windows <laughs> interrupted by a football match. Painting um, potatoes. He <laughs> is from Denmark, and he is not... Denmark international so he's not as good as Rasmus exactly and I think on that the case rests I don't need to tell you anything more than that a a worse player than Rasmus Christiansen it's difficult to find it's tough isn't it because and yet Watford have found one and they paid what did they pay for him about a million what a measly little transfer fee as well it's a point paying a million pounds could have got Luke Murphy for that a Denmark striker no disrespect to Denmark but you'd want to you'd Spend more money on a better one. It's a fair, it's a fair argument. It's tough to call this one, actually. Simpson. No, it isn't. You just you just say I'm right. Simpson, but it's it's easy to um it's an easy stick to it's be. It's easy refers. to say I'm right. It's easy to give stuff. You to... said that whoever shouts. I am the actually I am actually in the process of trying to agree with you here. This but is you... how you wanted this to go. Got buyers regret now. Yes. I'm just saying it's easy to pick refs because refs do this all the time. Is that gap within the 30 day returns period on Amazon? It's probably not now. No, I mean you're already bored of your gown. Not bottom of my gown. It's just been well, packed. wearing it. It's been packed in a box because we're moving. Why downstairs. is it already packed in a box? We're not moving for weeks. We are. What are we moving next week? It's not ready. <laughs> Better be. There are a few other nominations as well. Yeah, like, I find do that. Um, Jesse Marsh has got a, a couple actually. Why well, are we moving next week? There's three games next week. Oh, after we're not moving after next week. Right, so it's two weeks, and week. you've already packed away. No, your, we're playing. We're playing, South, we're playing Southampton on Saturday. Yes, and then we've got another game through the week, and then yes. one at the weekend. So it's just over a week when we'll have to start moving stuff down after the. So there's plenty of opportunities Bristol, for, Bristol for you play. to do your little cosplay and you've already decided you don't want to do it anymore. Fine, do you want me to go get the robes and put them on? No. No, because I know how far away that new office is. I can't be bothered. Good. Christ. Right, ready? Uh, we've got Petty Grievances ready, ready to nominate Jesse Marsh anyway. Yeah. This, this, is this a cheap shot? Petty um, Grievance? Well, I don't know. I, I like Philip. Uh, I don't know whether he's done this on purpose or whether it's a very nice way of throwing shade at, at them in the same way as we call him Jake Humphreys. But it says, take that, Jesse Marsh, men in suits, because it's men in blazers, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and all the motivational claptrap instead of proper football coaching. We had it with Bielsa, and we have it again with Farker, a long way at last. Yeah. And also, uh, Rob Price kind of nominated him too, didn't he? 
It's better to think of them as men in suits because men in blazers implies they're not wearing any trousers. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, Rob Price, they did, did chuck him under the bus to a certain extent. It's, it's amazing how there's been that little bit of just, not backpedaling, but a little bit of a, a contrary narrative. Like, so Angus, when he came in here and we spoke to him, mentioned that or agreed that the fitness levels didn't look great. Rob Price now backing this up. I think even the players have said it, their general fitness levels last season dropped off. We were trying to push that from the background staff, but ultimately a lot of the training comes down to what the coach wants to do in those sessions, but we pushed. That's what Jesse wanted. Yeah. Not here anymore to defend himself, is he so? Afternoon off with pizza. So he used to train players so much that they were sick, that he had the reputation for being a hard taskmaster. That was just just his face and voice made people vomit. (laughs) 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 He just didn't, he put it down to the training. (laughs) We don't even start it, guys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> is that going that is, that's not a legitimate candidate is he no I do think that's, we need, a, cheap, that's a cheap shot I'm going to allow Graham Turville's lead scoreboard because he's, he's put this on a couple of weeks and hopefully this will stop him nominating it but um, moment about this again look on the big screen for an incident nothing is to see apart from our online shopping catalogue I have all week to buy a bloody training top I know what they look like for that 90 minutes I'm only interested in the bloody game he does actually name the person. He's obviously been on LinkedIn or something to look up the head of marketing and told them to stop doing it. Um, <laughs> I do have a slight, it's a very, very individual grievance with the scoreboard. Well, sort of the stadium infrastructure. I don't know if they've hung some new speakers from the roof of the South Stand, but they've hung one that just blocks the, the clock for me from my seat. So I can't see how long has elapsed in the game, which I feel is a real, to my detriment, my experience has been diminished as a result of this. Mm. Move the scoreboard for me, maybe. Wear a watch. I'm sure it's easy enough. I mean, that's the, the kind of joke, isn't it? I want them to move the scoreboard. I could, I could just look at my phone as well. But, you know, thanks. Some cheap shots. I mean, Paul Hackingbottom just called a, sh- a shit character. character. Yeah. So that's Sam, not Byram, who's uh, doing... But, I mean, I, I quite enjoyed Paul Hackingbottom's work this past week. It was funny. Is he still in, is he still in a job? I believe so. They're just trying to iron out the final details. It's going to be a Wilder Warnock Dream Team partnership. <laughs> To take them down this wow. season. They were quite funny in the post-match because obviously Sky reporters are, are not as frightened of Paul Heckenbottom as they are of Jurgen Klopp so they could actually challenge him on the fact that they'd got done 8-0 because um, part of Hecky's uh, talk, talk about it was that they'd done, we'd done all right in the first half but there were th- three goals from restarts they were all set pieces and obviously we've got to be better organised on restarts, can't be can't be conceding three off restarts and the report was like well aren't, isn't organising a set piece your responsibility and to be fair to Hecky um, who let's not forget Angus Kinnear was sitting in this chair the other week mocking anybody who said that he wasn't a good choice <laughs> of, of I, manager as Leeds United don't worry I played the clip on propaganda so everyone was reminded well I think we can remind people <laughs> frequently that he is still the number one choice and you know It'll be available soon, so it's a bit of a warning. We've got to keep an eye out for this. I mean, I could play it again now, that clip, if you want. I've got it here. They went on and said, and yeah, Hecky did take it. He was like, oh, yeah, it's my responsibility that I've got I've, I've, it's down to the coaching staff and me. I remember as well, the coaching staff is him and Stuart McCall. And the reason that's the coaching staff is, bless him, it's slightly actually David Wetherill's fault, which I think we may have covered on the podcast before, that when they were all at Bradford together, Heckingbottom was on the verge of quitting the game because there's too many dickheads. So many dickheads in football and um, whether all, for some reason, is part of this conversation is one of, correctly, one of the non-dickheads in football and was like, no, well, that's this. why don't you be part of the, the change that you want to see? And the change he wants to see in a no-dickheads philosophy is him 
Stuart McCall and conceding eight, three off of set pieces. Three off restarts. Can't have three off restarts. I've just looked up Stuart McCall and I'm happy to confirm he starts the same haircut. Yeah, and he's it's still... One most, it's one of the most constant presences of, in football, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, because Jerry Francis obviously has tried to keep it the same with the, the mullet, but he's, he's slowly got bolder at the front and it looks different. I'm imagining is McCall still in... Has he McCall, got the curtains? McCall looks exactly the same as he always yeah. did, really. It's the same as he did the day he fell off that car, <laughs> drunk, <laughs> celebrating promotion. Lee taking bastard as well. Tish Junior, Tish Junior, on the on a similar tip to like the eight nil. Tish Junior wants to take a is it a cheap shot or a pedigree? It's pedigree, I think this one isn't it. The dickhead keeper Backman from Watford, who basically would have been a cricket score, could have been eight nil easily, couldn't it? If Backman kept saving mm. shots, so sort it out. Let him in next time. So where are we now? We we just need to assign a villain of the week. I thought we, can, we did that. We can move. We didn't. We, you were both arguing and you All were right, shouting. Well, and, I was and right. Stuff. And we can move on. Yeah, give it to that big fucking lump. The big he, needs, lump yeah. he needs to win something, doesn't he? Yeah, I think that's a unanimous verdict. I've not got any sharp edges on it. I'm just trying to eat it. <laughs> unanimous verdict in the court. There we go. Use my gavel. Justified that expense. On to the uh, Hero of the Week Award, the Katana Barad Hero of the Week Award. Uh, we factor into this as well the scores out of 10 that players have received in the most recent game or games. And it all feeds into the supercomputer, which is in no way just the Google spreadsheet that you maintain, Michael. And we get scores out of 10 and scores towards player of the year. Still in the early stages, that, but Joel Pirro coming out pretty well. Ampadu as well, scoring highly. Dan James, surprisingly, in the medal positions as well. Which Not surprising. I mean, he was cool. up there last year. He, he won, nearly won it last that's year. That's true. So no, no, he did win it last year. I think we defaulted to awarding it to him because he, he had a good season at Fulham. Defending his title. Mm, anyway, um, no surprises that Jorginho Ruta scored very, very highly with a whopping score, 9.35 out of 10 for his performance against against Watford. So this feels like to me this award is his to lose, but who's going to step up and uh, and vindicate for um, for Ruta? I mean, it is Ruta, isn't it? No. Oh, oh. Well, you've got a strong opinion. Go on then. It should be Sam Byram. Yeah, I can see why. He's got a longer history of being nicer. <laughs> Jorginho Ruta seems nice, but we've only just met him and loyalty is important. So I'm not going to just turn away from... West Ham, Norwich and Nottingham Forest's Sam Byram um, to the first genius that walks through the door in his pyjamas. So Byram, yep. I mean, Jake in Florida does describe him as the easy choice. Ruta. No, it's more, I mean, obviously, Ruter is, yes. Yeah, he's the easy Sorry. choice. So he's going to go with Sam Byram. For, just, you for, just get me so riled up yeah. because you tell me I've got to shout. Don't, don't have, it's, no, it doesn't come naturally to me. You don't have to shout. Fourth straight, I thought the whole thing was that we shout over each other. Fourth straight clean sheet. Michael, And he's a massive reason for it. Um, was really strong on his his side down the wing and made some fantastic runs up the wing and through the middle when he was on the ball. You can tell he loves being back at Ellen Road. He's one of us. Yeah, and also because he was all modest about his goal. Everybody loved Rotaire and all the highlights afterwards were Jorginho and then in the midst of it all, I think Sam Byram's control on that header was better than any skill that Rutter did. All all of Rutter's play... Did, did you, it's fair to say you hated his performance. All of Rutter's play was just luck. <laughs> In awarding this award, the Gazzano Barada Hero of the Week Award, there can only be one. Um, yeah, and it's Byram. Much like Highlander. So I don't know why we're still talking. Well, we can issue some formal commendations and doffer the caps as well. I think we need to give a formal commendation to Dan James for his work this week. It has been excellent. Yeah, it was discussed on the member show, wasn't it, whether or not he, should, he needs a rebrand because Jackie's gone. Does he need to become Danny James? Danny is a you, terrible name. You hate it, don't you? Yeah. Well, are you Daniels. saying that, Danny Chapman? <laughs> well, we were talking about this on the on the member show, but Rob was was um, or Robbie on there, yeah. But we were 
sort of saying like I occasionally will bump into people from who I went to school with, you know, some years down the line, and I was known to some people as Danny at school, and they go, "All right, Danny," and I go, "That's a bit weird," but it kind of also feels right coming out of your mm. mouth. When I'm signing your books, I sign them all, Danny Chapman. <laughs> Danny, the Chapman of the world. No, little scum bastard deserves better than having Danny appended to him. If there are any Dannys listening who like being called Danny, fair place. That's all right. It's never. It suits some people. I never felt like it suits me, and I don't think it suits Dan James. Mm, okay. I'm, anyway, kind of, I'm kind of amused by, bastard does. by the nominations from though, because it's like Noah says, I'm sorry for slacking you off during the game, your class. Um, <laughs> Tish says he, he's consistently useless, but he manages to fuck his way into an assist on goal seemingly every match. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting, starting to, to appreciate, appreciate it. it. <laughs> Which is very unfair because he did some he did some very good stuff. Well, have yourself a formal commendation this week, thanks to um, the square ball jury. Um, yeah, we've not talked about Richard enough. It's got to be Richard. It's got to be Richard. Nothing at, to say. He's, Terrible player. All those things he did. Absolutely disgrace. What what are we paying him for? Just to have a nice nice time at an animal children's farm. <laughs> it's the most significant thing he's done so far, isn't he? Just that's smile. Not, no, that's not what he was doing on the weekend. He was doing loads of nice turns. He was stuff. doing his actual job and doing it really, really well. I mean, what? But he was up against Watford and they're rubbish, aren't they? So. He sh- but he showed up and he delivered. He, you know, oh, he showed up. He put in the work, didn't he? Give and and also, he's so he's so lovely, isn't he? Look at him. He's, he is a puppy. Is a little Appearances can be deceiving. Puppy of a man. Whereas we know we've got a long track record of Sam Byron just being a nice guy. It, but it is Ruto, isn't it? Because it just... It's an outrage. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Touches. The stuff that gets you off your seat and makes you go, like that. That was a noise I think I made in Ellen Road against Watford. Did you make a noise like that? What was your favourite noise that you made? It's just a normal noise. Don't you have any excited noises that you want to share with us? No. I think my noise during Rutz's tricks was boo! <laughs> boo! Ah, fair play for sticking to this one. And, and oh, It's just me and uh, Daniel Farker. What did the exact... Danny, uh, Danny, Danny Farker. Danny Farker after the game when he said uh, that showboating bastard needs to knock it off. <laughs> I think it was his exact uh, says, the, says, the, just, says the man who's just trapped a ball from the yeah. sky. He's, well, exactly. He's fine when he's just like... So imagine how much ego this player must have to be out there trying to outshine his manager. It's no wonder. He's like, you do not do this anyhow. It is unbelievable shame that you are brought upon this football club, is what Danny Farker was saying about him. Speaking of shine, someone did nominate my shiny head. All right, okay. Unbelievable shiny head was nominated, but what can you do? It's just my head, isn't it? Hey, so we've got an update on the uh, on the old Southampton game. I know this... Uh... So this will come out. We recorded this after we spoke to Phil this morning, but Phil's coming out afterwards. You know, such is the world of podcasting. Mm. You know, Phil's show his demands and all that. So obviously Nonto and Jed Spence still out. Furpo's not yet back in full training. And Nonto's minor surgery that we discussed, successful. Good. So it's fine because it's gone. It's gone well. But Bamford is travelling this week with the squad, by the looks of it, to Southampton. So you just meant he was off on a gap yard. Um, maybe so. Travelling this weekend. Maybe so. Anyway, it's Jorginho Ruto, isn't it? Let's give some formal com- commendations to others then for their sterling work this last week. And Purdue, Somerville featuring this one um, quite frequently and absolutely correct. The Saudis, Boney M nominates the Saudis. Um, always been a big fan of the beheadings and whatnot. Yeah. Happy to have their dirty money in the Premier League if it means um, an 8-0 drubbing for Sheffield United. Aren't Sheffield United also owned by Saudi? Yes. So it was a bit of a... It was just like watching the Saudi League probably... As competitive. Although there's the line with Newcastle that they're owned Have by... Have not just sold up, actually? The, the I was going to say, and Newcastle are owned by the state of, mm. of Saudi Arabia, which well, is they, But they said, definitely not. They put it in writing and said... Well, yeah. Not, yeah, because yeah, that, that's where he, these discussions get 
taken into weird territory on Twitter when Newcastle fans go, we are owned by Americans and they had a war in Iraq. And you go, yeah, but that wasn't the San Francisco 49ers that went to war in Iraq. That was the American army. Sheffield United's owner is merely the son of a prince. Right. Fair enough. Another Dan's dad gets a doff of the cap. So another Dan says, my dad spent the first 45 minutes and half time telling him how shit Dan James was. 25 minutes and two assists later, I think we can thank him for the reverse psychology. So uh, there's that. And Kamara gets a, a just notice actually because I've Kamara gets a doff of the cap as well. Obviously, to confirm the ownership of Sheffield United, they opened Wikipedia and he's uh, uh, known for his love of reading and American football. He's a fan of San Francisco 49ers. Well, they were pitching there was the rumor, wasn't there, that they, he was going to be launching a bid for us because he had a chat with um, the 49ers guys. He's known for playing fantasy football. Yep. <laughs> Something to, something to be known for, isn't it? It is. It is a thing. Definitely the stuff that fills up a Wikipedia page. Any um, seem any final nice. issues to, to cover off then before we uh, we adjourn the court? Uh, I think the main issue is that Sam Byron is the hero and Jorginho Rosa is scum. I think that's the <laughs> that's the issue that just needs to be established. I think we've already awarded it to Ruta, so never mind. Maybe next time, eh? Do not recognise this court. Good. Going to do uh, like that. Freeman of the land stuff. I've seen more like that guy at the Hague who opened a vial. (laughs) (laughs) Swallowed it. It's the last you'll see of me. (laughs) What I think of this shambles. Right, we'll wrap wrap it up there then. Hopefully we'll see you next week. Is that how you want this feature to end up? (laughs) Next next week, Moscow. Uh, (laughs) Dying for Sam Byram. Uh, (laughs) Look out for... um, the Southampton match ball after that we've got um, Phil previewing the game on Friday and we'll be back probably I guess with Rob if he's just about to do the old vile trick <laughs> yeah it'll have to be Rob after uh, on the match ball on, uh, on Saturday so we'll, uh, we'll see you later The Square Ball Podcast 